Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm never ready, but okay. go for it. All right, okay. D is in the word fridge, but not refrigerator. <laughs> Why is everyone going so quiet? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm just joking. I need to blow you on the eyes too much. Jesus Christ. The last couple of weeks, you've, you've, made, you've been able to make my brain hurt. <laughs> Your what? brain has nothing left to give right now. Jesus. What? <laughs> I welcome didn't, to... I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't create words. I just... I just, I just, you know, just put things out. Welcome to And That's Why We Messed Up, the podcast talking about nerdery, geekism, and all else in between from a South London postcode. I am Shannon, one of your amazing, awesome, and dynamic hosts. Next to me is the instant brain brain melting classic. I didn't I didn't write the word down. I didn't do no, it's, the, it's, I don't... No, it's, I know, I know, I know, and I, I appreciate I'm no dyslexic. Brain. I don't I don't it's, invent it's words. True. It's true. <laughs> how, how how you been? You alright? I'm good. I'm good. I'm going with the flow as I usually do. Cool. On the other side of me is Big Man Buddha Red. You alright? Um good good afternoon, people. Hope everyone is well. Yeah, I'm not too bad. Sorry, not too bad, thank you. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> too, too many too many magnums and too many uh too much snowball MD twenty twenty for the big man today, we think. Ooh. So uh today I believe instant classic. Brother, it is your turn to delight and entertain us with a topic for our brains. What you got? Oh shit. 
Uh-oh, I forgot. No, I'm joking. Um, everyone keeps going quiet on me. Jesus. You actually... <laughs> <laughs> this is literally like with bated breath. Like, uh, All right. I'm going to take you back. Well, back before I was born, because this is when this thing happened and this thing, or where this thing was released. A film um, about a gang, a gang of warriors. Yes, we are talking about 1979's film, The Warriors. Beautiful, bruv. Nicely played. Uh, uh, wow, okay. Yeah, are, uh, okay, so... Um, for those who don't know, Warriors is a film that came out in the nineteen seventies, uh, or the late or the or the latter end of nineteen seventies. Mm-hmm. Um it came out to ugh, a lot of critical um how can I put this critical displeasure because mm-hmm. obviously it was set around gang culture and yep. sadly when it did release um, there were quite a few gang attacks and gang fights in cinemas and so on and so forth but as time went on it became it, it garnered some occult reputation um my first um, experience with it with it was um catching i would say i wouldn't say half of it but i i would say i, I jumped in um about a quarter of the way through it was on, I think it was on, it was either on BBC Two or Channel Four. I got to think it was Channel Four, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And um, even though I was like, kind of out of the loop what the story was, I was just drawn in because this film just had something that just had me captivated. And um, I didn't notice until I rewatched it recently. I didn't yeah. realize it was based on a book. Uh, that's news to me too. I did not know that either. Yeah, um, a book came out in 1965. Um, uh-huh. Same name, Warriors. Uh-huh. Um, all the gangs involved had different names, but the premise was exactly the same. Yeah. Um, the only difference was, um, even though the cast they had was pretty diverse, it was hmm. supposed to be even more diverse. Really? Because, oh, right, okay. Yeah, because um, originally in the book, it was the gang. Um, what were their names? I can't even remember the gang's name. Um, I what, the, the, oh, original, the main, not, the original the warriors. Because um, in the book, they're called um, they're called the Coney Island Dominators. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And they were a Black Latino group. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's a gang. Just called the Warriors. Uh, yeah, but mm. and like originally, that's how it was going to go. But Paramount um, thought it wouldn't be marketable because you know uh, so they need to add a few white people involved um, in, of in course, it to of course. make it a bit more marketable. Um, but again, it was still a very diverse cast. Um, um, you had um, the gang members. You had Swan. You had Ajax, Cleon, the um, the leader, oh, Snow, yep. Cochise, Rembrandt, Vernon, oh Cowboy, yep. Fox, and. Um, the only female member who joined during the whole process, uh, Mercy. Mm, yeah. And not many people knew this, but literally, because you only saw those gang members, you thought that was the gang, but they were a hundred men strong. So, um, yeah. um, so these were just the main group of, um, the, the main group that just went to, went to this meeting. So, um, but yeah, but for those, all those who don't know what the Warriors, Warriors were about, Warriors were, um, it was set in New York, um, every 
section of America or New York had was represented by a gang. So mm-hmm. um, the Warriors came from Coney Island. You had other gangs like the Riffs. The um... I can do it, you know. I can do it. I think I remember. Do what? I think I know the, the I know the gangs' names. The twenty two gangs. Okay. Do you know <laughs> what? I've got. I've got. Let's go for it. Uh, go for it. Go on. Okay. Okay. The Gramercy Riffs. One. Van Cortland Rangers. Yes. Uh, from Van Cortland Park. Yeah. Uh, the Moon Runners. Yeah. Turnbull Aces. Yeah. Orphans. Yeah. Boppers. Yeah. The Hurricanes. Yeah. The Baseball Furies. Yeah. The Rogues. Yeah. The Lizzies. Yes. The Punks. Yeah. The Hi Hats. Do you know what's just a song? Okay, you got it. You got it. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. <laughs> um, the Electric Eliminators. Yeah. The Savage Hans. Yeah. The Street Boys. Yeah. The Sanders. Yeah. The Destroyers. Yep. The Satan's Mothers. The yep. Warriors. The Panzers. The Gladiators. And the Boyle Avenue Runners. Give, give that woman an ice cream. She got more. She got them all. <laughs> she got the ball. <laughs> bro. Bravo. Yeah. Bravo. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah. So the, uh, so the idea was that these gangs were called for a meeting by the um, Riffs. Um, and the meeting was supposed to be about unification, about the gangs coming together to become one big gang and just take over the city. That was Can the original... you dig it? There it is, Cyrus the Man himself. And um, all hell broke loose because um, Luther, um, the leader of the rogues, decided to shoot and kill Cyrus. Yeah. And then from that point onwards, all hell broke loose because the warriors were framed for the murder. And it was from that point they had to make it from um, from Central Park. Was it, was it Central Park? No, it wasn't Central Park. It was Central but, Park. Yeah, but basically better make it back to Coney Island. Yeah, Coney Park, yeah, back to the middle of New York. Yeah. From, I think it was the Bronx. It was the Bronx, actually. Back from yeah. the Bronx, back to Coney Island. But obviously they had, a, they had a bounty on their head, so they had to they had to dig through a bit of shit to make it out. So, but um, it was one head of an adventure, one head of a film. I highly recommend watching it. But um, anyway, I've rambled on enough about it. What were your guys' experiences with the film? I hated Lufa, and for anything I saw him in after watching The Warriors, I hated him in just. And he's in Forty Eight Hours as well. Yeah. And I hate, I hated him. But I remember like our dad watching it just one night. I'm not sure if it was on TV or he had a video of it. And I think. The thing that st- that stuck out was the Lizzies because that was the only the girl ga- fe- gang, female gang, yeah. and oh, um, some of it felt like a bit like uncomfortable because some of the some of the questions are a bit like, oh, don't like it. But the, my favorite <laughs> questions, even though they're just a pain in the ass, is the baseball furies. Yeah, they were they they were the they were the face of the of the of the film in a sense. Of the film, they, yeah, they're it's just baseball furies because it's just you can't you can't. It's just such, it's just such a I mean the whole thing in itself because I like the I do like Walter Hill's direction because what mm. was the director of this I like the fact that you kind of take this you're taking this journey in and a lot of it's kind of in the beginnings is very just just the music and mm. the traveling towards this big meetup so you don't even know it's almost like you know I feel like I feel like like you've you've been caught up in a rush hour and somehow it's been so tight you've just been caught along with these people and you're just watching everyone just go towards this location with no kind of 
speech about it, no kind of, and I kind of like the decision not to give a load of juxtaposition, like a, a load of kind of like um, like um, backstory in the beginning. Yeah, as is a temptation for some, because you know, usually if this was happening in the first two minutes, it'd be like, "Hey, man, you jab turkey, we're going to that meeting because uh, you know, the game's gonna come." None of that happens. It's just, just everyone just basically turns up from from their from their corners. And they are they are met with this meeting, and even you're you're a bit kind of like, and oh! I think I like the idea that for a lot of it you're not even too sure what's happening. You're just observing. Mm. I love when cinema and films do that thing where they're kind of like, I'm not going to treat you like a kid. I'm not going to talk down to you. I'm just going to bring you along on this ride, and uh, enjoy the ride that you're going on. Uh, I think it framed how I saw New York, because like. The Warriors is very like it's like that whole kind of moving through moving. It's the it's the most visceral memory I have of how our tubes are not like New York subways mm. because it's just like oh oh damn. And I think when I did eventually like visit New York, um, in oh my god, I think it was in nineteen ninety something, nineteen ninety nine, I think. Um, that was my most kind of thing when I took when I took was taking the trains and we're like, Oh, this is what the A train is, oh this is what this is. Oh right, okay. And I just thought of like I thought of Warriors mm. the whole time. I just thought of that <laughs> traveling around New York. Because it's things like so for example, like on our tube system, there's only one Victoria. Yeah. There's only one Brixton. You for real? There's <laughs> only one, but but in America, like in New York, they'll be like, you may have <laughs> several 12 street stations they're just in different you just gotta know what district they're in otherwise if you're like oh, i want to go to 12 street it's like well you can end up lost so i find that like a kind of ah oh, our system doesn't juxtapose in the same way to your system but it's a direction and i think i always felt hunted watching it do you get what i mean i felt like that urgency the whole time with it mm. as as well as having the time to realize that the warriors weren't to be to be fucked with mm as well but also knowing it's like yeah but you're in a pecking order you're you're yeah you're you're known and you're 100 strong but you're not top top because there are others who are yeah. they are brutal in, in their own way that this and that and i think yeah it's just very I, and i it's so it's so important like i feel like a lot of people would have heard bits from warriors and not know it's warriors mm -hmm. like the beginning bit like come out and play like people won't know that some people don't know that's from warriors and a lot of the kind of like can you dig it sample you hear in a lot of things it's from warriors mm. but I, I i i love that film i that's 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 my thing i do love it how about you big man <laughs> you know it's funny because as soon as you started doing the intro to this i knew you had to be warriors the thing is with warriors it's a film where i've i can't even go full circle but i remember seeing it and i don't know how i saw it but it was one of those films i remember in my family in the household someone just roughly had a video shop copy of this film and it film got played to the point i'm sure the tape weird out to be perfectly honest but i remember seeing that at least when i was seven or eight and back then the only thing going through my head was why is everyone running? And that's what stood out into my head. It's pretty yeah. much just running for their lives. So no, I'm just not looking back and a bit of rumble here and there. But as you've coined this brilliantly, 
if someone mentions Warriors, the first thing that comes out of my mind, it comes to my head, is Baseball Bat Furies. Yeah, the Baseball it's Furies. Something about the look that they have, even to an to a point. My Funko Pop collection, I've, I hunted high and low for Baseball Bat Fury, and it was rare. It was going for ridiculous money, and someone I knew actually managed to managed to source one for me, and I've got it. And I, that one is actually in a prized possession where no one sees it. You would not even have it unless I didn't even speak about it. And I look at Dana thinking, yeah, I'm proud of that. But that is one of my favourite films. And I think the reason why it stands out, because it's just, it's, it's set a benchmark, because to be fair, at the time, I don't think anyone knew how successful this film was going to be. And what, 20 or 30 odd years later, the films had a PS, was it on a PS2? Yes, it was, it was. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Cause I remember that's when I got that's when I really got back into it because um yeah because like yeah because they brought out the game and then they brought out a special edition DVD yeah and um yeah. and the game if you haven't okay if you haven't played the game um I highly recommend it. you can get on the PlayStation Network for like eleven ninety nine because I just recently rebought it thanks to doing that's my research of a game. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. and like because one thing it does that the film doesn't do is obviously like Shindor said it doesn't really give you backstory in the film but mm. in the game you get backstory you're basically you play you play as most of the characters you start off as Rembrandt because he's the newest member of the gang and how he got initiated and how they were actually um, chosen for the, um, chosen to be um, to come to the meeting because obviously you're basically seeing the rise of the warriors in Coney Island because um, the main beef between them was between them and the destroyers and I think another gang as well but um yeah the game again and the game's done by rockstar as well so you know it's gonna be a good game um again i highly recommend if you get a chance to play it yeah no, i've had that game i might well download it myself some point in the future <laughs> even to the point i remember eminem's group d12 did a music video for was it fight music yeah and yeah. it's basically the warriors that they've done and that's how it starts they're all meeting and Ice Cube's doing the whole Can You Dig introduction saying, right, there's the incident going down here tonight. Everyone's got to run for their, your lives. It is literally the Warriors music video that you're watching mm. that they've done brilliantly. I, I love the film. It's, in fact, I'm not, saying that now, I've actually got and never actually opened it because I bought it. But yeah, that's. I'm, was... I'm surprised, Big I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, shocked, I say shocked. Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it was one of my rarest titles I bought years ago, and even now, since I'm smiling, it's when you mention that film, I've got nothing but pure love for that. It just brings back to memories of how films originally were, where you're rooting for everyone, you don't want anyone to die, but then again, you want this, uh, want the other team to get their ass whooped. It's a brilliant film, and mm. yeah, I mean, fun memories of the early. Mid, actually, I can't say early 80s, uh, late 80s for me anyway. It's a high stakes movie. Is what oh, yeah. yeah. It's definitely. so high stakes. Yeah. And I just had a memory of, well, of the DJ, like, oh, who's yeah. like, she's yeah, she's who's so always like, kind of like, has this kind of like, doesn't even, you don't know how she's getting the information about what's going on and what's happened and kind of doing the, like, turning, every, like, obviously, like, giving heads up to all, all who need to know. So it's like it just exacerbates that feeling that every everything's against the warriors, that there's nowhere to run. <coughs> plus the cops as well, because mm. they're obviously gangs, so they're at risk of of arresting the whole thing as well. So it's just I love that. I love, yeah, I, I love that. 
I love how she actually, she actually starts playing the song. Nowhere to run. Run to, baby. Yeah, okay, she ain't ramping. And the funny thing is, it kind of reminds me of, like, Do the Right Thing, when Samuel L. Jackson was your senior, love that day, mm. um, like, throughout. It's just that I think one of the differences is that, like, even, like, during Do the Right Thing and it's kicking off, Samuel Jackson does that thing, was like, chill! All right, everyone, just chill! Go and calm down! And... I kind of like the arc at the end with the DJ even has to apologize. She was like, yeah, yeah I was yeah, wrong. Sorry about, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, it's like, uh... Um, um, dude. I'm see you tomorrow <laughs> because you were just sorry about that. You literally were like, they're hiding out at this point in this one. So if you see them, cut their heads off and tell them I sent you. And it's like, um... I, I think I'll be paying you a visit tomorrow. Mm. Just have a little chat. You know, you might want to do a bit of your research, love. Uh, that, that I love it. It's a film where I feel I feel to, I don't think I, you can't. It's not a relaxing movie. Oh no! Oh no! No, because, but you can chill out. To, but you can if you, but you can after a while. You can like after a while after you get into a beat of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, I didn't say. I gotta say, put some. We gotta put some respect on Walter Hill's name because oh, I don't. Oh, I, don't yes. I don't think he gets enough. I don't think he's appreciated enough. You don't really hear his name. In the mainstream, but the man, the man has done quite a bit, and he's done quite a bit for our childhoods when you think about it. Because, like, so for example, Walter Walter Hill was one of the main direct one well, directors, main producers on the Alien film. So he start, he basically has been from Alien from Alien all the way to where it is now. He's always been a producer on the films. So um, oh he's also had a, a, been a producer, directed and wrote a few or written a few episodes of um, Tales from the Crypt, including producing, uh, yeah. including producing one of our favourite ones, Demon Knight. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yes. He of course he of course did um, directed and wrote um, an, a Forty Eight Hours films. Yeah. Hence why yeah. hence why our boy Luther was in it. In it and. Yep. Um, he did one of my... I don't know how you guys feel about this film. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I know Big Man, you probably have seen it. But he did um, direct one of my favourite remakes. Now, you know me. I'm not really a big Western fan, but I do mm-hmm. have my favourite Western, which is mm. Clint Eastwood, The Fistful of Dollars. I just love that film and the story. Yeah, yeah. And they did. he did a remake of it called Last Man Standing with um, Bruce Willis. <laughs> Bruce Willis, yes. yeah, Christopher yeah, yeah. Walken, yeah. our boy Luther, mm. and another unsung hero, my favourite man who lasted five seconds in the film, Patrick Kilpatrick. Yay! you've done a full film. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he did one I can think of. Okay. Class of '99, he survived to the end. Well, he died at the end, but still. Oh my god! For all those who don't know who Patrick Kilpatrick is, oh my god! I don't blame you because no one knows who Patrick Kilpatrick is. (laughs) Then you see his face and you go, "Yes, oh that guy." Yes, if like you like you know his face, and I gotta say, if you don't know, if you don't know who who he is by by that. You haven't watched anything because he's he's literally in everything. He is. He's in. Like, oh my god! So I'm. I'm. He's. 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 So he's, he's been. In, he's been in Lois and Clark. He's, he's been in Lois and Clark. He's been in. He's been in Minority Report. He's or been in um, Babylon, 5. Babylon Five. He's been in CSI. He's been Next in every Jean Claude Van Damme film. I'm just going to call it out. I'm, I'm probably exaggerating. Oh. He's probably been in two, but I feel like he's been in every Jean Claude Van Damme film. He's, he's been all, in Star Trek, right? He's been in. Every, he's literally been. He's literally been in everything. He's Space Nine. I'm yeah. looking. I'm, I'm looking up now. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. 
Minority Report, yeah. Under Siege 2, uh, Presidio. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Kill I might have to do an episode of Patrick Kill Patrick one day. But, um, but yeah. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. But, um, oh my but, God, Replacement Killers. Do you remember that film? Yeah, I love that film. I like that film. Channel oh Fats. One of the Channel Fats, like, first major forays into America. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh my um, God. And yeah, with um, but he with, just with, has a face like when you see him, you'll go, oh, yeah, but he's, he's just yeah, yeah. He's always a bad guy in every film he does. Always. Um, but yeah, um, Walter Hill. Go back to get Walter Hill, and he does tend to use um, David Patrick Kelly, aka Lou, for a lot in his Luther, films. A he, lot, yeah. I feel like I feel like David Patrick Kelly would have been the perfect Joker. Once upon a time ago, because he had he once had, upon a time, you know, especially in his been, early days. Yeah, he would have been a perfect Joker, especially the way he played. Because like, play, he, because especially in Warrior, because Warrior, he was just the, the antithesis. Antithesis of you said it perfectly. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, he said, I'm not saying it again of chaos because basically, when you're following him throughout the film, you always see him on the phone talking to someone. But let's be honest, I don't believe he's talking to anyone. I personally think he's just nuts, and he's just like trying to perceive that like, he's talking to someone and tell him, trying to justify what he did when realistically he did it just for the sake of doing it so um yeah and like if you ever watched last man standing when he slowly starts to lose his mind after losing his woman it's just a joy to watch him perform and if you want to see him and currently um john wick he's the cleaner john wick ah he is so, and also uh, he traumatized me most greatly in one of my other little favorite films dreamscape starring oh, yeah, dennis quaid there you go look at that uh yeah that is one of my favorite uh, uh my favorite download films and he once again was a bastard 
Mm. He's, good. He's very good at playing bars. I think the nice very good at playing bars. The only time I've ever seen play play relatively nice is John Wick. <laughs> that's basically it. Just do this. Wow, job. and it's and, and that's taken till to <laughs> from a career that started in 1979 because I believe that Warriors was his debut. Um, mm. Print to play. Uh, well, okay, cool. Okay, let's talk about drama on the set. Oh, was it drama on the set? There was drama on the set between the director Oof. and one of the actors who um, was fired. Um, oh, who? one of the main actors as well. So, um, obviously, the one of the gang uh, members or one of the warriors, um, Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, he was played by Thomas G. Waits. You might know, yeah. you might recognize him from um, Think the Thing. You play, you play Windows. I think his name was. Oh, right. Yeah. He always wore sunglasses in in the thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, Walter Hill had really had a lot of hope for this guy because when he first met him, he saw um, he saw James. He saw the next James Dean, which is a big mm. props. So That's he kind of yeah, he kind of like he took him out and made him watch Rebel Without Cause and a few other films, kind of giving it some inspiration, kind of like giving an idea of what he kind of expects from him or what he should kind of like you know expect for himself, kind of thing, and. Um, it kind of went downhill because he tried. He, he tried. Uh, Mo, uh, Walter tried to buy him a drink and he refused, and it kind of went downhill from that point onwards. Because, um, okay. like, apparently on set he was very outspoken. So basically, right. so basically, he kind of broke etiquette when it came when it comes to the actor director mm. relationship. Because he was like mm. really criticizing how violent the film was and how certain things he was like. Run wasn't wasn't he wasn't about the long hours, the this and that, and. The the, um, the actor himself, Thomas um, Thomas, has actually spoken out about this thing. That do you know what? Yeah, I I I messed up. This is all my it's, it's on me because I instead of kind of like voicing my problems, I should have done it through my agent, which is yeah. kind of the thing you should have done. I should, that was a thing to do, but obviously I was new, I was young, and I didn't really know better. But I kind of basically put my, put my foot in it. So that's why in the Warriors, spoiler alert, if you haven't you haven't seen if you haven't seen it in three to one mm-hmm. he gets killed so. off he gets killed <laughs> off he gets um because like if you ever if you ever remember the scene you basically don't see his face that's yeah because and he's uncredited yeah because um, yeah, yeah, yeah he's uncredited because he because he, like they called him asking how do you want to be credited he was like don't credit me i don't care anymore and basically got, he, he's, wow. he's still he's still technically uncredited to this day but he has made amends with walter since that since the whole situation oh. um but yeah, he he it, it was a bit of drama there, um, and okay. another bit, of, another few little bits that I found out he um, mm. Walter originally wanted Sigourney Weaver to be in it. Okay. Um, because they obviously they worked together worked together on Aliens, mm-hmm. and um, that's how you found Michael Beck, the guy the 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 guy who took over the leadership um Swan. Right. Okay. He found he found because he found he found him through a film he did with Sigourney Weaver. And he thought, yeah, right, okay. Okay, I can like this guy. I'm gonna bring him on board, mm. but um, yeah, there were. Uh, it was. Uh, it was an interesting to see Sigourney Weaver in. Mm, I'm kind of curious to see how she would have played that. Oh play yeah, I that. wonder because she can play. She can read it well. So that's one of the good things about Sigourney. She knows when to really go in and when to really kind of dial it down. Mm. So it would have been interesting to see a young Sigourney Weaver in the Warriors. Definitely. Um, oh, that's mm. another thing. Let's talk about our favorite subject, remakes. Oh boy. So <laughs> in the early two thousands, before he mm. passed away, mm. Tony Scott was 
in the process of doing a film or a remake of Warriors of the Warriors, but the only difference is he was going to use like like he's going to use real not actually use the actual gang members, but he was going to use like real gangs. Cool C Ward. In, um, as rep- as a rep- and um, but obviously that kind of fell through and never um, never happened and obviously he passed away so obviously that just became a, a non a non consequence. But there were talks in like around 2016 that they were going to do a Warrior series and but it was going to be helmed by the Russo brothers. Mm-hmm. See that? See there it this- is right there. It it could be interesting. Mm, exactly. But mm. but again, like it kind of fell through for a bit, but last time anything was heard about it, uh, it moved to Netflix. So but the Russo brothers are still technically rumoured to be involved. But it's again it was in two thousand eighteen, so nothing's come off of it since then. But I'm I'm okay with seeing the Russo brothers do that. I'm actually really cool with that, especially if he's gonna if it's gonna be like a a remake with the actual warriors and no bullshit with real games. I don't want that. That just that. that, that no. See when I when when I think when I hear that, I just think of like I think of stuff like what happened on the sets of the original Candyman with the Cabrini on Cabrini Green, mm. and like how people would like, oh, this is all fun until you realize it's not fun until you're legitimately walking past gang members and yeah and it's all i also kind of feel a bit like uh what's the word like it was the problem with the original candy man which is like you're kind of doing it from this this gaze where you're like oh look at the weird gang members doing this and mm. that is the feel that i didn't have watching the original i felt like as i said to you i was along for the ride and sometimes i wasn't getting information so far ahead as the viewer it was very limited so it was almost like it was almost say only a few seconds more than what the warriors had and it's like oh so you're kind of reacting in real time and i think i've said this about like horror movies or we discussed it either off off mic where we said like sometimes we get angry at people when we watch horror movies and we're like don't go down there but it's like but that's because we have extra information that the killer's down there yeah a normal person is not gonna is not gonna have that information, so you kind of can't shout at them for acting normal. Like mm. when someone says their kids possessed by the devil, you're not gonna go. That makes complete sense. And then to start an exorcism, you're gonna be like, "Have we had a mental health assessment? Like for real? <laughs> have you really had a? You, of course, you, you, your doubt is is the first thing you're gonna do. But we're screaming because we've got extra information. And films like Warriors do that thing where they don't give too much information to the audience you're meeting it in the same kind of way as the participants mm. and i i would worry that it, it takes on that element of look at the look at the gangs aren't they think oh aren't i lucky not to be a part of that whereas we know gang culture especially these days is very complicated and complex mm. and it's been covered by things like top boy and city of god and and i also I'm enjoying that in that way. I'm enjoying kind of, because uh, let's be honest, a lot of stuff about gangs has been taken up by American, you know, gangs in New York. Um, do you know what I mean? Colours. It's very American in it. And it also sometimes has a kind of oh, heavy handed approach. So in a way, I'd be interested to give it that series to breathe and to see that kind of, those kind of issues. But I also a bit like, 
just leave it for the perfection that it is. Yeah, mm. that's what I'm feeling. I mean, don't get me wrong. The idea of it being redone by the Russos, off, I mean, we've seen their previous work. It's going. It's, it's not going to bomb. And with Netflix, you know, I mean, hopefully they will stick to the original source. But why remake something that just doesn't need to be redone? I think the funny thing is, is, is that as Bruv said in the beginning, it didn't do well. It's mm. become, it's, it's, it's reached cult status, and it's funny when we look back on stuff and we go, actually, that was done really, really well. That was executed really, really well. And it's that what you're then trying to recapture is not that kind of rough beginning, but the success of it all. Mm. And the success has kind of been accidental. It's just that it's it's radiated with a with a lot of people like us who watched it, talked about it on playgrounds or what have you, rented videos and watched it and kept it going. And that's what's then kind. And then a lot of we've, we've just picked up on things that have become ways that we communicate, and that's kind of raised it to become cult cult mm. status. <clears throat> so it's yeah. almost like if you remake it, it's like it has to be beyond that. And it's like I. Uh, just leave it. Yeah. Leave it for what it. Leave it for what it. There's no harm in leaving it. There's no harm in just saying that was a perfect, especially because the time it represented. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's the end of the end of the seventies, beginning of the eighties. We're starting in the whole. You no, know, to give it context and put on my historical hat and my degree hat. It's coming to the end and starting the um the kind of looking at New York, because New York was an absolute like it cannot be expressed how much of an absolute nightmare New York was. Like, it just can't. We can't actually in like have it in our heads how bad New York was. To give it context, I have recently just watched a documentary and the police issued pamphlets to, uh, uh, to, to tourists about coming into New York in the late 70s. And it basically had a Grim Reaper on the front of it. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm I'm legitly picturing the opening scene to um, Friday the Thirteenth from um, mm. Jason Takes Manhattan because like legitly, every, like in the opening scene of New York, they make New York look like fucking hell, like yeah. stabbings, drug use yeah. on the streets. It's, it was just... it's, it's bad. It, it's 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 literally like you know I am I am Im- immersed in a lot of true crime and stuff, and I also you know I just have a degree in criminology, by the way. Um, <laughs> Because I and I, um, it's called "Welcome to Fear City" is what the pamphlet says, and I will yeah. put a link in the description to it. Where Don't it's okay, okay. Like here's a here's a, here's a bit of it, right? The incidence of crime and violence in New York City is shockingly high, and it's getting worse every day. During the four four month period ended. 30th of April 1975, robberies were up 21%, aggravated assault was up 15%, last nearly 22%, burglary was up 19%. Um, nevertheless, I'm gonna, I'm cutting out a lot of this. Nevertheless, some New Yorkers managed to survive and even to keep their property intact. The following guidelines have been prepared by a council of firefighters and law officers to help you enjoy your visit of New York City in comfort and safety. There's then a picture of, a, of death and it says, good luck. Welcome Once. to New York. Stay try the, the try It literally says, Welcome to Fear City, a survival guide oh, for visitors no. of New York City. 
stay off the streets after 6 p.m. Even in midtown Manhattan, muggings and occasional murders are on the increase during the early evening hours. Do not be misled by the late sunsets during the summer season. If you walk in midtown at midtown at about 7.30, you will observe that the streets are nearly deserted. Two, do not walk. Right. You must not, you must, if you must leave your hotel after 6 p.m., try not to go out alone. Summon a radio taxi by telephone or ask the hotel doorman to call a taxi while you remain in the hotel lobby. They legitimately gave this to people. I'm going to leave it. There are seven of them and they all end with a good luck and the Grim Reaper. Don't write them or should I say Peckham? But yeah, I, I, I got nothing. I legitimately got nothing. So um, I'm just gonna have to. Um... But that that that's that's the thing is the historical concept of how of how New York was like from the late seventies onwards. You know, is the whole statistic about like 1974 is where a lot of serial killers started their first killings and blah blah blah. Like the heavy hitters, mm. the dark that like you know the the Bundys etc. That's when they 74 was when they got their start and they kept going throughout. They were active during this period. So you've got this kind of very weird like um this historical context of a lot of things coming to an end. A lot of the demographic is changing. A lot of this kind of attitude of leaving the doors open attitude is changing. And we're coming to the 80s, into the greed is good, into what we're going to know as the yuppies, into all of that changing of the kind of the failure of the flower children, really. So you've got that in the background of it, of the warriors. You know, the whole thing with the warriors is that these are people who have felt isolated and abandoned and have found and created their own families whether you like love it or hate it that's what it is that's what they've recreated so it could be an interesting story however what i'm finding sometimes is i'm preferring these days to look at stories wider than the us because i feel like we've covered it in so much media whereas like when i sat down and watched city of god i was like oh this is this is interesting this is some interesting stuff because I have never seen something like that before. It's an interesting story, even though it's 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 immersed in gang culture, and I I worry about that in doing a remake, and because it is just a brilliant little film, mm-hmm. a tight film as well. Mm-hmm. I said you, as as I've said, you feel the fear of it, but you also kind of relax a bit at some points. Yeah, because Walter White, he the way he directs his films, Hill. he direct Walter Walter White Walter Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Like Breaking Bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he 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 directs his films um like he like he's doing a comic book the way he puts it because basically mm. he likes to do it in chapters. So each chap or each section of the film represents an issue of the comic mm. that week. So yeah. it kind of it kind of falls into place quite easily for him. So and even like with the special edition that DVD came out, actually he actually would um he actually did these really cool comic strip transitions um in the in with the words. So it worked out really well. But yeah. That is so. So, are we for the remake, bro? For the remake or against the remake? Because of the name behind it, I have, I have, I have, I would have faith. I would have more for like when I heard Tony Scott, Tony Scott was doing it. I wasn't really up for that, especially when you're using actual gangs, and you know that's just now. Nah, I'm not. I don't. I, want, I don't. I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want too much reality in my films. I want. To, I want to be kind of taken out of reality. Yeah. Uh, um, so if it does happen, I'll be. I'm all. I'm always. I'm always up to support the Russos, and I'm also always up to like for new audience to learn about about 
our stuff because at the end of the day, love or hate remakes, it does give people an, 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 uh, a reason or a sense to just go back and see what the hell they, what the hell this was based on. Very true. Very so true. um, so it does. So you know, so as as annoying as remakes can be, it does have its upside. So you know, sometimes you can get a, a nice new retelling, and also you can get a reason to like, you know, what I'm gonna watch the original and see and see the comparisons and see which one's better or you know to see what they're, where it's, what they're talking about or read, read the book you know so um but yeah but I, I guess I'll say I'm saying I'm partly for but we'll see okay big man for or against I'm against mm-hmm. okay I'm against only because you my love for the original I'm don't be wrong I fully agree with everything that Brof said a remake could work I mean it could give people today the chance to you know what let's watch the original and see like compared to the remake, but for me, you can't touch the original. It's, it's an absolute classic, and you know, I mean, the fact is, the Russo's behind it. The likelihood is it's gonna work, but sometimes it's just just some titles that just be left alone. Credit, I'm looking at you as a prime example. It's just some things you be just left alone. And the influence is why? Because even now, I'm thinking about a lot of. There are some shots of Attack the Block, mm. which are blatantly lifted from Warriors. Mm. but it's just this in the uk <laughs> mm. but there's some a lot of the coloring around it um a lot of that kind of that same energy of, of russian and, and stuff and that that kind of energy with attack the block i do think is mirrored in um it's, it's directly i think you lifted from war from warriors but then you know joe cornish and you know, joe and adam that's one of the shows where it's very very apparent that we kind of grew up watching the same things consuming the same you know films comics and what have you and it's going to be apparent when you when you you know create something but i do think if you haven't seen the warriors i beg you pick it up it usually goes quite reasonably i'll leave a link in the description pick up a copy Buckle up, sit down for a night and watch that. You know what? I even put it out. Watch it in combination with 48 hours. Uh, Eddie Murphy in, at his finest, I must be said. Um, 48 hours. Uh, bit of action, a bit of mindless, what have you. But the once again, the direction from Water Hill is very, very good. And again, and... If, if you get a chance, PlayStation Network, you can get the game for 11 99 The game is awesome. It fills in a lot of the blanks. Most of the original cast come back and and come back to do the voice acting. And it's again, it's a great game, absolutely, absolute bang of a game. I'm gonna play it again in a bit. If I'm gonna be honest with you. Thank, thank you for this little trip down memory lane, bruv. I'm also gonna leave a link in the description to the Fear City. Uh, Welcome to Fear City flyer, because I think y'all need to really truly absorb what it is. And you know, I'd happily on another occasion go into. The history and the historical context of New York at the time, which was an absolute goddamn nightmare. But, bruv, thank you for taking me on this little journey. Yeah, I think it's a course, nice spot to... Oh, another, thing's, another reason Ooh. to watch Warriors, one of the best fight scenes in movie history, I will hands down say that. The fight scene in the toilet between the punks and the Warriors, hands down. Oh, that is a good scene. one. Yeah. Best that, to fight me scene. Is up, that to me is up there with the, uh, with the fight in They Live, which of course is a personal goddamn favourite of mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, they live. We should do that in future. I've never seen it, to be honest. What? You don't see they live? No. Wow. I've only, seen, oh, I've only ever seen clips of it. I've never actually seen the full film. Wow. I want to what? What to talk about? 
Anywho, uh, I think we're going to draw it to a close there. If you would like to drop us a line, engage, recommend something we should cover in the future, you can email us at intuitiveengers at gmail.com. You can subscribe to our Instagram at messeduppod. You can find us on Twitter at andmessed. Big man, what's your socials? I can be found on Twitter at war3782. I can be found on the gram at Mr. Underscore Roberts Underscore V1. How about you, bro? You can find me on YouTube on the Instant Classic Gaming, and you can also find me on Twitch, TikTok, and Instagram under Instant Classic Underscore Gaming. Thank you once again for your time, your ears, and everything else. Take care, stay safe, and we will see you later on. And that's why we're messed up. Produced by the St. Jude's Avengers, edited by Instant Classic Gaming, and music produced by Box Room Music. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.